fireworks are awesome. And Falls Fireworks invites you to celebrate Independence Day with a bang. Open June 24th through July 4th from noon to 10 p.m. Just off Sheridan's North Main Street on Higby Road in the Northern Lights Electric Parking Lot. Falls Fireworks has a huge selection of Roman candles, artillery shells, family packs, firecrackers, and novelties. Easy to find. Watch for the signs and follow them off Main to Falls Fireworks. Visa and MasterCard accepted. It's Captain Clean here, and cleaning season is back. Let our cleaning experts freshen up your carpets and furniture. Let our HVAC experts clean your ductwork and air conditioning for maximum performance paired with clean air this season. Bring your area rugs to our shop and have our rug cleaning experts freshen them up. Cleaning season is back. Call Captain Clean, 672-0726, and let's clean. We clean more for you. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey, in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a health food grocery and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the health nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall. Remember that cowboy in the song, him and his horse looking for water, cool, clean water? Well, if that cowboy and Dan were here today, they'd just call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in water drilling and pumps, residential or ranch, repair or service. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for a 307 Wildcat Well Services ad in the country bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water, water. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, there are many contested races for federal, state, and local seats in this year's elections. The primaries will be held August 16th. Today we're going to talk about Vote, a bipartisan 501c3 nonprofit voter information and education website. The mission of this nonprofit is to inform all eligible Wyoming citizen voters in each election. The more facts you are armed with, the better you are as a voter. And joining me this morning for Y.O. Vote is Gail Simmons. Good morning, Gail. Good morning. Great to be here. Uh, Fantastic having you. Thank you for coming in today and talking about this. Uh, We've got a big election coming up. uh, And, you know, I know a lot of people out there uh, who kind of sit around and say, well, I'd I'd be more involved, but there's just so much to it. 
so this website is designed to help people just like that, isn't it? It it absolutely is. So I've been um, I've been a civics wonk all my life. Got that from my from my parents. Uh, and when I moved back full time in 2016, uh, you know, when when I came up through the Sheridan schools, we learned civics. And we got involved. And my generation, when they turned 18, went out and we voted. And so when I was observing the elections, especially starting in 2016, because I had a, a front view of it, I was, I was really struck by the kind of deceptive language or the, the misinformation that was being put out. Uh, I, I think everybody who runs for office is to be committed. I don't care what their uh, political cases, they're putting themselves out there. Absolutely. When you do that, it's okay to challenge people on their record, but you need to do it accurately. And we need to make sure that voters have a way to kind of sift through all the, that wording and all that language and get down to what's really going on here. And it's almost impossible. People are busy with their lives. They have family. They have friends. They have business. They have community. And so all of a sudden, an election shows up, and they're like, oh, oh. Um, now what? Now, now what? And so um, I started Civics 307 as a, as, as a nonpartisan on the legislature because of the way in which uh, people didn't understand the process of what was how you get bills through the legislature and and understanding what is in a bill and how it changes and what the votes do and and that whole thing. So I started that and became very involved in going down every year to the to the legislature and, and to as many of the the joint committees as possible. And what started bubbling up again was how, even with information out there, how difficult people found it to find the information they were looking for. So it's one thing to have it available. It's another thing to find it. And the tension span is pretty short when, you, when you're busy with your life. So in 2018, I was watching a Leadership Wyoming uh, class doing their uh, a skit down at the Wild Theater, because that's where they were graduating. And one of the skits included Christy Racinas, who's now our state auditor. And the skit that they called Why Vote was centered around, here's this voter who, and I think they used dog catcher. And so they were looking at a ballot and saying, well, what does the dog catcher do? How do I decide that? Who's running? You know, This whole thing about the confusion that comes up as people who want to vote uh, can't find the information they want. So uh, after 2018, it kind of went away. I was in uh, Leadership Wyoming 2019. And so over the past 18 months, I decided I was going to pick that up and, and run with it. And that became the genesis of Why Vote, Why Vote dot vote. And this is how we've ended up with the website. Have you been doing this alone or do you have a team? So um depends on what you call a team. So I was lucky enough to get uh, with, with some other people who are very concerned about civics on a, on a nonpartisan um, basis. And through them, um, I, was at, I was able to find I initial funding. 
And so I went through a, a local woman, um, Megan Kendrick, um, and, and started looking at what would it take to do this. And through her, I found an amazing uh, web developer. And he started giving me ideas on what we could do. So initially, it was just going to be uh, one-stop shop to, to get to the, to the information that's already out there, and then some and, and then a collected site, one-stop shop, for what the positions are, what the, ele- the, the responsibilities and authority of the elected positions, because it was, it, it was hard to, to find that as well. And after talking to him, what we ended up doing is, is what kind of blew up the, um, what we were looking at is an entire section where you can go in by county, and see every single position from governor on down. I'm not t- touching the federal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, from governor on down for every county, you can go into your county, see at the different levels, what are the positions that are going to be on the next ballot? So that for us, it's the, the primary coming up, but then we'll turn around. We'll do it for general as well. Who has filed? And then something that's been very difficult is we have invited Every candidate who gave a an email, a valid email on their filing, to come on and complete a profile. So when you go into the county and you see a name and it's changed to red, that is a hyperlink to a pro- profile that that candidate has completed. So if you don't know the person, you can go exactly look at who they are, how they come up, where, exactly. what's their background. Exactly, from governor all the way down to precinct. That's amazing. So it's it's um, so that's a part of the team, but also uh, I have gotten input and support uh, to make sure that this is accurate from the Secretary of State, uh, the Wyoming Secretary of State, and particularly their elections office, and the county clerks. All twenty-three county clerks have been incredibly responsive in ensuring that we receive an accurate file report on all of the positions that will be on their ballot and who has filed for them, including the information that was provided. And then a a special uh, shout out to Mary Langford, who is the lobbyist, if you will, for the county clerks. She's basically a a former county clerk uh, from Sublette County. And she kind of coordinates across this. So without their assistance and the information that they provide, they do an incredible job. And I will push back on anybody who does anything that, that slams or, 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 or in any way decreases uh, what their contribution is both to the state and to, to elections. Did you get a lot of participation from officials uh, who who are running for the seats when you put out that call for their emails and their biographies? So uh, we sent the email out on, um, I think it was Tuesday of this week. And I out of the 1,200 emails that we sent out, uh, we've had 21 come back. One I sent back because uh, we, I'm requiring that they give their contact information for the job that they're running. I, I will not post it if they do not say why they are running and what their priorities are. 
Um, so that's the 22nd. And it will continue to grow. You know, it becomes kind of organic uh, if you're in a contested race and all of a sudden you realize that one of the people that you're running against is using this resource that we're trying to get the word out, then you've got a an incentive to come and put yours in. And the the one thing other than filling out that that we will not allow is this is a a job application, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your application can only talk about you, not any other candidate. So, so you can't get in there and sling mud. Exactly. Though you know that we see a lot. Yes. This is literally just about the candidate themselves. Yes. And there is a section there. So if you have uh, social media, if you have your own website, if you have a Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, I don't care what it is. If you have one of those, then what we allow you to do is copy that in. So so if, if, if you want to take people to your own website and you do what you do, then fine. But you won't do it on here because... Uh, as a 501c3, this is absolutely nonpartisan. So understand that Gail Simmons has a lot of partisan beliefs. But why vote and, and my work with why vote is absolutely nonpartisan. I want everybody to vote. That's amazing. And being able to put everybody on the same playing field. Yes. Without uh, accusations, without assumptions, uh, which... And and you said the growing organically. One thing that I have noticed, people will fill in the gaps. Uh, yeah. You know, even with uh, some some pretty pretty out there assumptions. If if you're not taking part in something, oh, they're gonna find a reason or make one up. Yes. As to why you're not. Yes. Uh, so I could see that being a, a good motivator for someone to say, you know what, I can type up a quick biography of myself. I can get this turned in. This is pretty easy to do. Yes. Uh, and and it, the biographies are in their words. Yes. So so what is available to them is all of their con- – first of all, they can put a 500 by 500 pixel uh, headshot so that you can actually see the person, uh, all of their contact information. They can add any of their social media in there, and then there's a place for their biography, their education, their experience, their – community involvement, including organizations they belong to, before you then get to why are you running and what are your priorities. So it's it's a pretty – it's there's some limitation on the number of, of characters you can put in. Nobody's come close yet. So, oh, really? So there's a lot there. Now, the, the other piece, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the website and kind of walk you through it, but the other thing is that I've noticed uh, – it, particularly in the forums, when, you're, when you are going in for a job interview, I don't know how many people out there have done job interviews, but I imagine there's a lot of them. And, it, you know, I've had two careers prior to this, so I know job interviews. Uh, and I've hired people. You know, I've, I've, I've been a manager. Been on and, both sides of that table before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so there's kind of three things that, that you want to do as you are preparing for a job interview but that as an interviewer who may be hiring this person you're looking for, the first one is, have they done their homework? Do they understand the job that they are applying for? And if they don't, 
next. Exactly, yeah. The second thing is, how are they tying their experience, their capabilities into that job that they've now established that they understand? So even if they say, well, I understand this job, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk about all this other stuff. No, no, no. You are applying for this job. I want to know how your experience and your education applies to this job. You can't do that. Next. And then third, once we've established that we are going to bother continuing this conversation, what do you bring? What, what do you have to offer? What makes you unique? What, what separates you from everyone else? So it's a job interview, and think of it that way. If you were a voter, think of that as you're hiring somebody uh, for a position. If you are a candidate, understand that you are you're applying for a position. Take that in there, and all of the conversations will be better. So. All right. got to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to continue with Gail Simmons from Why Vote. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it in. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Harriet Hageman is a Wyoming fighter. Harriet has spent over two decades successfully defending Wyoming farmers, ranchers, and small business owners against federal government overreach. When the EPA came after a farmer, threatening him with over $60 million in fines, Harriet fought for him and beat back the bureaucrats in D.C. Harriet battled the USDA, the Forest Service, and the Fish and Wildlife Service when the East Coast know-it-alls thought they knew better than we do. Harriet Hageman even filed one of the first lawsuits against government vaccine mandates. It's time we send someone to D.C. who will fight the radical Biden-Pelosi agenda and not bow down to it. I'm Harriet Hageman, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Hageman from Wyoming. your home look like a bomb with Hoffman's there? Is Maria, I mean your wife, telling you, come on, we've got to go. This place looks like a disaster. You want to run away, but you can't afford to because of a mortgage or the house looks like it's been through a war. Wyo Renovation is here to help. Devin will come to your rescue and save you from the impending doom. Wyo Renovation will make an offer on any home, no matter the condition. And you can walk away victorious. Learn more at WyoRenovation.com or on Facebook. You know it's going to be a good day when someone says, hey, let's do lunch at Frackleton's. Open for lunch at 11 a.m., Frackleton's has new creative lunch ideas throughout the Frack Lunch menu, helping you stay focused and energized while recharging both your body and your mind for the rest of your busy day. And have one of the best darn lunches anywhere in Sheridan, the best of the best in the West. Frackleton's, buying food and spirits on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. 
On this week's Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, I talk about dishing out my very first announcer's jinx. That's right. I ruined some poor kid's very important moment just by uttering a few words into a microphone. I get into that story. Plus, I talk about the do's and don'ts of a baseball brawl, a base brawl, what you should do and what you should not do to make it a fun experience for the fans. We've got those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I am Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by Gail Simmons. She's the founder of the nonprofit Why Vote, a bipartisan informative website created to inform you the voter throughout the Cowboy State. Now, just before the break, we were discussing uh, the website. We were discussing uh, the, how you can get to it. Uh, and would you would you tell folks uh, what they need to type into their, their address bar just real yes. fast, ma'am? Yes. So it is yvote, W-Y-V-O-T-E dot vote, V-O-T-E. There's also uh, a, a Facebook page. Uh, and you can you can email info at yvote.vote, uh, whatever it takes to get you to that site to, to help you navigate. Uh, I'll do that. Now, you've got the site. You can jump on there, and you can look at the wealth of information that's there. This is a bipartisan website, and it's also a site that contains information about the candidates in the upcoming election. Now, during the break, uh, Gail, you and I were talking about participation. And one thing that I've said on this show that a lot of people don't uh, <laughs> don't really support is, look, man, teenagers are the ones that make things cool. Uh, that's just the way it is, it's style, fashion. But they're, they're the future of, of this country. They're the future of our nation. And longtime listeners will know that I'm always trying to, to get those the boomers and the millennials to talk. I myself, I'm Generation X. I'm kind of stuck in the middle of that. I'm a boomer here. <laughs> but I, I see it. I see the argument back and yeah. forth between these two generations. We, you, you presented me with some information this morning that I would, I would actually use the word shocking, uh, and that is 19.6%. What is the 19.6%, ma'am? So uh, AARP of Wyoming did a, a survey. Uh, based on the 2018 election, and they broke it down by, by age group. And so the, the shocking thing is that in 2018, only 19.6% of the 18 to 24-year-olds who are eligible to be voters, less than 20% participated in the 2018 election. And it doesn't get much better when you go up so the 25 to 29, it's only 23.6. So between those two, the 18 through 29-year-olds, the people whose future are being determined by, in, in, in many ways, by the people who are being elected, uh, only 20% are participating. So one of the pleas that I have is if you're in that generation and you have some ideas, let us know. Get involved. Contact me. Uh, go up on the website. Send something out. If you're willing to get involved to get your fellow 18 to 30-year-olds 
to 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 get participate what does what is that going to take yeah yeah how do we motivate this cause here? exactly exactly you go up to the 60 to 70 year olds 60 to to 70 year olds which i happen to fall into 68% 70 to 79 year olds 77% That's these amazing. were the generations that learn civics in in school who whose parents were the greatest generation who put their lives on the line in world war ii and saw what happened and said you will vote my mother when i turned 18 three days in advance she says well your birthday's coming up what are you going to do i said oh i'm going to celebrate she said no no you're going to walk half a block down to the courthouse and you are going to register to vote 1974, I have not missed a primary or general election in Sheridan, Wyoming since that time. Your parents imprinted that on you at a very young age, the importance of being active, being informed, and making that informed decision. That's been imprinted on you your entire life, hasn't it? Yes. And and it's it's kind of guided your direction. It's one of the reasons that I became an officer in the United States Navy. Uh, It continued on when I went to work for General Electric, and it certainly continued on when I came back full-time to to Wyoming. Now, I'm I'm running out of time, but I want to touch on a a couple of issues with you, and one that you wanted to discuss. What should people know about crossover voting within the state of Wyoming? First of all, crossover voting is legal. I, I, I do believe that it is a fair assessment that it's not, it may not be right, But under our laws, it is their right. But what needs to be understood is a couple things. The number of people who stay home, of of registered voters who stayed home in the the most recent uh, election, so even in 2020, I looked at this. In Sheridan, 30% of the registered Republicans stayed home, did not vote in the primary 100% of the general election results were determined in that primary. Around the state, it was 63% uh, of the legislative races were determined in the primary, and over 90% of the the partisan county races. So when we're talking... That's an incredible number. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And, and, and so it makes you understand. So I actually went in and used uh, Secretary of State data that I can no longer get as of this year, but I looked to see what was the crossover. And here's the thing that people really need to understand. There were more registered Republicans who did not vote in the primary than total registered Democrats. Wow. And so when you look at 180,000 registered voters and you, you realize that fact that, that of the 30% who didn't show up, when I looked at the data, only 3.5% did crossover. And really critical to understand is the crossover – the the number one category was from unaffiliated to Republican at 1261. The second was Republican to Democrat, and that was 1,191. The third 
was Democrat to Republican, and and all three of those went over and stayed. So the so the the talking point is that they go over, mess with the other person's primary, and come back. Ninety-seven people out of a hundred and eighty thousand. Ninety-seven people were Democrat. What Republican went back to Democrat? Very minuscule number. Minuscule numbers, and so I I have testified against uh, any changes in 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 changeover uh, in crossover voting, not because I think it's okay, but because until we put our attention where it belongs, which is the thirty percent who are registered who do not vote. And There's oh, by the, the way, the 40 percent who are eligible to vote who aren't even registered until we address that. This is just noise. Yeah, that is red meat. And and um, I, I hate anyway, it's it's red meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. We should we need to get everybody motivated. Yes. On that on Election Day. Exactly. Uh, so if, if well, you're before so that they are informed. Exactly. Right? And and. Go to this website and exactly. inform yourself. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people out there who have said to me, you know, I, d- I didn't vote this year because I didn't know what was going on. Hey, 25 minutes, 25 minutes. If that's all you've got to give on this website, you can walk in there much more informed and much ready to make this decision. Absolutely. Uh, the decision for your future, yep. the decision for your children's future. Gail. Thank you so much for coming in today. I would love to have you back as Thank soon you. as we can get you in here. Perfect. Why vote dot vote. Why vote dot vote. When we come back, we're going to speak with Habitat for Humanity of the Eastern Bighorns. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Karen Green. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you are interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Harker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. I'm Michelle Hart from Cody, Wyoming. Last year, my husband Tim was on a wildland fire down in New Mexico and he was injured um, parachuting into the fire and he unfortunately passed away uh, nine days later. Shortly after he died, I actually went to DC and asked to meet with Liz. 
we had a very intense and emotional conversation about these issues. Liz was really surprised when I was telling her about the issues of homelessness, pay disparity. She really wanted to do something about that. Those words were followed up with action. I just really enjoyed the, of getting to work with her and having her supporting Tim's Act in the House and really pushing and putting pressure on legislators to be able to do something to fix these issues that are really critical to the public safety. She's a true fighter on their behalf and I look forward to continuing to get to work with her until these issues are fully resolved and I know I have her commitment in doing that. I'm Liz Cheney and I approve this message. Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. The City of Sheridan Weed and Pest Division would like to announce that mosquito fogging will continue through the mosquito breeding season. Fogging will take place Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evenings when necessary. For more information to report heavy concentrations of mosquitoes or to request that your home be in a no-spray zone, please call the Mosquito Hotline at 307-655-8297 or visit the website at SheridanWY.gov. This is Renee Botton. I'm running for re-election as Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. By now, you may have seen that my opponent is running negative ads against me. Now I kind of know how President Trump felt. I can assure you that the District Court Clerk's Office is being run competently, efficiently, and correctly. My opponent is hoping to pull you away from the truth, which is that I am the most qualified candidate. Don't fall for her deceptions. Vote Renee Botton for Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. Paid for by Renee Botton. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Director of Habitat for Humanity of the Eastern Bighorns, Christine Dietrich, and Board Chair President, Mr. Johnny Law. Good morning, Habitat for Humanity. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, Mr. Law, welcome to the show. You've been on here before, you said, but it's yeah. been a while. It has been. Uh, you were here with Rustin, you said. Yep. Do you remember what you guys were discussing at that point? You know, I can't. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> it's been a tick or two, hasn't it? Now, uh, what exactly are the duties of the Habitat for Humanity uh, board president? So a large part of my role as the board president or the board chair is being kind of a main support system to Christine. Um, so I do spend a lot of time with her going through answering questions and kind of problem solving. That's a lot of it, as well as running the actual board meetings and going back and being the main uh, conversation point contact, if you will, for the rest of the board. Um, so that's kind of a large chunk of it. Um, so it's it's really fun. We get to talk a lot about a lot of creative ideas and create some problem solving solutions so when it comes to the national organization itself uh how much do you have in the dealings with those individuals up there at that level yeah at the national side not a ton um that's pretty much all in christine's hands so christine how involved are they they're pretty involved they have a lot of resources available to us um there are regions throughout the united states that have uh, ssos which essentially are your regional point of contact and support officers wyoming isn't a part of that but wyoming is really great as all wyomingites are and we've kind of formed our own rural caucus and we get together on calls once a month um, so we're very involved with uh, being in the know about what's going on on the international level and then just supporting each other as Wyoming affiliates especially um, to make sure that we're all 
doing what we need to be doing and just getting all of our ideas together, uh, different ways that we can support each other. So when it comes to the national level, kind of Mm -hmm. pushing things down, you guys, you, you have a lot of freedom. We do a lot of, have a lot of freedom within the context that they provide. So they do provide the policies and resources there for us. And then we do have the ability to tailor that to what our community needs um, and and what, uh, what kind of growth that we're able to have within Sheridan County, the area that we serve. Now, Christine, I don't expect you to give me like a solid number, but a, 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 an approximate. How many uh, Habitat for Humanity organizations? or chapters, I guess you could say, do we have here within the state? Within the United States, uh, less than 1,000. It's between 800 and 1,000 affiliates across the United States. What about our state? Uh, just uh, like a, it, does each county have one? Or? No, not every county. There's only six affiliates in Wyoming. So really? not every county has a Habitat for Humanity. Wow. I, I would have thought that you guys were, you know, embedded in each county or maybe, you know, just much more than that, much more than six. Do you guys manage to make sure that the entire state is covered, or is there some some spots out there that you feel could use an organization? There are certainly areas uh, in Wyoming that could use our services that aren't part of the service areas of other Habitat for Humanities, definitely. Yeah. Now, Johnny, why did you choose this board? to serve on. There's a lot of boards in town. There's a lot of good good organizations out there. What spoke to you about Habitat for Humanity where you were like, that's the one for me? Yeah, so it's a little interesting. Um, in my previous role working in marketing, we actually worked with Habitat back in 2013 to rebuild their website. Um, the site's since been redone, if I remember right. Um, but that was kind of the first engagement that I had with getting to know what Habitat was all about. And the more I progressed in learning about Habitat, I was really intrigued with just the mission because I think the mission overall of supplying housing is a unique one. It's a problem, um, especially in this day and age right now in our housing market currently. Um, so for me, it comes down to the fact I'm, I have a fair amount of time to help out, and I think I have a unique problem-solving mindset. Um, and the mission of building a house for an individual that needs a house is just one that kind of tug at me a little bit. Um, I found myself in a very fortunate position when I was able to buy my own house. Uh, my wife and I bought our house back in 2016, so kind of right before the whole world flipped Everything on its got head. crazy, And, and yeah. we saw the shared housing market go a little gangbusters, if you will. Um, so that was kind of one of those things where I, I took it and I said, okay, um, walking through that process of buying a home is a little bit difficult, can be a little convoluted, And I think with Habitat, we have a really cool opportunity to help in that and then also be very hands-on through that process as we are pretty much a junior mortgage company. Um, So that's kind of a a little bit of a reason why. Um, And I think, and this is just a little bit of a plug for young professionals in general, if you're wanting to get involved on a board, chances are you just need to find a board that resonates with you and ask because there's a lot of organizations, if I remember right, the, the uh, Sheridan specifically has the most nonprofits per capita in the U.S. Really? You have to fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's still accurate. Um, so when you're looking at it from a young professional aspect of, well, I have the time and I think I can help in some way, uh, just go out, find a board that resonates you with you, find a, a mission that resonates with you, and ask. That's the basis and the starting ground. So that's just a little little plug there. Well, I, I think that the title itself comes with this uh, misconception of like the stuffy old 
older individual, you know, board president, yep. board chair. This person's, uh, but you seem like a very young man. Uh, you seem pretty in shape and, and very involved. And here you are, the president of the board. What do you do in, in your private life, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. What's your full-time job? Well, my full-time job, I'm running Luminous Brew House. Um, in my personal time. So I, kind of a very yeah. hip thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. super cool. It, it offers a really cool partnership for me to be at, at Luminous and for Habitat. We run a few different fundraisers there, um, which is super exciting, but... On the on the personal side, right now my life's about to flip upside down as my wife and I are having a kid. So. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Yeah, my you. friend! Congratulations. Yeah. How often does the board meet? If someone was to make this commitment, yep. um, and this is something that I've spoken to other uh, organizations about who who were looking for for board members, this is a commitment. Yep. Uh, you know, if you decide to fill the seat. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a light task. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. There's, And I would say there's probably not as much as people think, and there's probably more than what some others think. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a commitment. I mean, when you sign up to be part of a board, you're you're committing your time to be there to serve in a lot of different aspects. Um, that can look like volunteering. That can look like the donation of your, your money um, because it's always great to be able to support the organization that you're part of in that aspect as well. Um, for us, we're meeting once a month as a whole board, and then we have the committee meetings broken out, and those also meet once a month. Um, it's very rare that we really have a special meeting called um, every now and again. I think we we really leaned into, as, as COVID kind of flipped everything on its head as well, um, you had a lot of people adjust to kind of an email vote situation. So we had some adoption of that within the bylaws to make sure that was that was permissible within the organization. Yeah. Um, and then we just go through a ratification process of that at the actual board meeting. But um, And then aside from that is going out, helping out with the fundraising events like the Wolf Creek Wrangle that's going to be coming up in September, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one that we want to be involved in as a board, being able to participate in that, participating in home builds, um, participating and stopping down at the ReStore. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on. So, But it's really, it's as much as you want to make it, but there is kind of that minimum qualification, like show up to board meetings, participate, read the materials ahead of time, because we're really at the head of of changing the direction or moving forward as a board and for the organization as a whole. And every vote uh, on a board is an important vote. It is. And that's why it's put to a vote. Yep. Right? Now, um, are you looking for new members on this board? If, If someone out there is like, you know what, Johnny's right. I need to get off my butt. Yep. Are, are are you always looking for new members? Yeah, yeah. I I would say, Christine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would I would argue that most boards are always looking for people that are willing to serve. Yeah. Um. So it's really as as much as reaching out to Christine, um, going through kind of an interview process to understand a little bit more about your why. Um. I think the why is always important, and then going through kind of that exact you know the expectations of what does it take to be a good board member. The really cool thing too is the civic. Um. Uh, Amy Albright, she runs the Civic Center, and I think it's really cool. They have a board training program as well every year. So um, that's always for new board members be looking for those. I think they're actually running right now um, as opportunities to learn more about what it means to be a good board member. So, so having the old excuse, well, I don't know what to do. That's that's out yep. the door. Yep. You can you can go get educated on how to be a good board member exactly and this is something that'll get you outside get you among your community uh it it, you know it it really fills every little slot 
you know, checks all the boxes on, on I want to volunteer, I want to be with a good organization, and I want to get out there and I want to help. And, and I think this is a fantastic way to do it. Christine, how is the build year going? It's going great. This is our busy time of year. Um, we have many builds in process right now. We have new partner families that we approved just the other week at our board meeting, and we have big plans for the year ahead and the years ahead to be able to uh, double our production, to build more and do more and serve more for those in need in our community. Now, I asked you uh, last time you were here, uh, but for those who weren't listening, how many builds do we have going on this year? So there are three homes in progress right now. We build year-round. So we've partnered with four new partner families, which means we have seven total families who are going to be in different phases of construction um, right now. Uh, We have several building permits that we have applied for, and so as soon as those come through, we'll be able to start building. That includes um, uh, two of our twin homes in Ranchester, which will serve four families, and two lots here in Sheridan that we've pulled permits for. Now, you've had supply issues in the past, like so many other organizations here within the county. We'll address those in a moment. But the one that I really wanted to touch on with you this morning was uh, something that you and I have talked about in the past, Mm -hmm. land. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, Is is land really the number one thing that you would say the organization has difficulty getting a hold of? It is one of the top items, yes, definitely, especially when we're looking at building more and doing more. You need land to be able to do that. We have 15 lots right now to build on. Uh, of course, we just talked about pulling permits for six of those yep. um, and starting builds on those. So we always have our eyes open. Um, there is limited inventory and supply of land right now. They're not making any more of it, uh, are they? <laughs> No, they aren't. And different land parcels come at different costs that may or may not be within our budget, um, may or may not come with a set of restrictions um, by the developer. So there's lots of different pieces to that. Uh, so we, we definitely always have our eyes open and are looking um, for ways that we can accumulate more land to be able to build. And, and that does mean being creative in the types of builds that we do, such as moving away from, uh, well, not moving away from single family, but just diversifying the types of homes that we build, single family and multifamily. Wow. And I think one of the cool things, too, and uh, Christine, we was it 12 lots that we bought in the last year? Yes, we purchased yep. a lot of land this last year. Good, good. So we, we had that moment of, okay, land's going to keep getting more expensive and we need to keep building houses, so let's have a little bit of foresight here and and get the lots while we can. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, an excellent decision made by the organization because yep. I imagine that land has already increased in value yep. uh, with valuation going the, the direction that it is in the housing market. Like you said, it's absolute gangbusters out yep. there. Uh, Christine and I have discussed the housing crisis here in Sheridan County on multiple shows. Uh, now, what about the other supply issues? Have those started to iron themselves out slowly? Uh, you know, the supply issues kind of are on an ebb and flow. I think we've adjusted over the last three years during COVID to how to get ahead of it. One of uh, the largest challenges, of course, is just lack of storage. Um, later on in the show, we have a big announcement for everyone that provides us a solution to that problem. So we are very thankful for that. Um, but once we have storage, we can get even further ahead by pre-purchasing inventory, and, and supply won't be as much of an issue anymore at that point in time. So let's talk about that that big announcement. Go ahead and make that, if you would. Oh, 
all right. (laughs) The hour has come. Um, So we are so excited to announce to the public that we are moving Habitat for Humanity headquarters to a new facility. And that facility will house all departments and operations of Habitat for Humanity, from the Habitat for Humanity Restore to construction offices um, and storage to admin offices. So every department and function of Habitat for Humanity will now be operating under one roof. With the space that we are purchasing, we will be able to um, add to the services that we provide and and just being able to work together even more cohesively as a team is really going to push us forward on some of these big goals that we have in building more homes um, here in Sheridan County. So we are so, so excited uh, because we've been operating across three different sites for oh, well wow, since wow. 1994, um, since we since we've been um, uh, you know operating here in Sheridan, we haven't had this opportunity, and so we're we're so excited, um, and and along with that, um, you know, we're we've created some partnerships and some funders to help us make that happen. Um, do you want me to dive into that? You can dive into that. We've got about uh, uh, probably two and a half minutes left, uh, okay. and, and I'd, I'd love to hear who helped this out. Sure. So so obviously this facility is a large purchase. It's a $1.45 million purchase on, on our behalf. My goodness. Yes. Yeah, so this this is a big deal for us, um, but it's it's needed, and it's going to, like I said, just further our mission here. Um, but Along with that, we we have assets. We own outright our current restore location. We own outright our current admin office, so that's going to help leverage that purchase. But also, we secured a $200,000 match from the Standish Family Fund to help us make this uh, into a reality as well. And that is the largest gift that we have ever received in our history. Um, So I think that just speaks to, you know, their trust and their belief in the work that we do and in the need for this new facility and in the need for uh, Habitat to be operating as one now in one location. And so we're very excited to, to make that announcement as well. And that just means that starting from now and um, for the next year, we'll be fundraising to raise that match and just challenging the community to also show their support in that way. Now, real quick, go ahead and tell me how I can help out. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you our, our post office box is still going to remain the same no matter what. So you can mail in a donation, post office box uh, 6196 in Sheridan, Wyoming. Um, you can make a donation online. Uh, we accept uh, Roth contributions. We accept donations of stock. Um, essentially, any creative way that you can think to make a gift, you can make a gift uh, towards this match for Habitat. Christine, Johnny, thank you both so, so much for coming in and having this conversation with me this morning. All my best in your big move coming up. Uh, that sounds like it's going to really help improve operations out there. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., 
Member FINRA, SIPC. Hammer Chevrolet is an opening in the Collision Center for a body shop technician. This is Sheridan's premier collision center. You're working with the best technicians in the business. Hammer's offers a great employee-centered working environment with benefits that include a generous 401k, outstanding Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance, paid time off, a very lucrative signing bonus for the right candidate. Come work with the best collision team around. Apply in person at Hammer Chevrolet Collision Center next to Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Dowser. Hammer's is an equal opportunity employer. This is Amity Almond with the best real estate team bringing you the best tip of the week. Thank goodness for our recent rain, but it has caused some problems. Did you know that you should be cleaning your gutters twice a year? And don't forget those downspouts. We aren't used to all this rain, but it sure is great when we get it. For more helpful tips, call me, Amity Almond, or another member of the Best Real Estate Team at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwi.net. Hungry for barbecue? No need to fire up the grill because retired firefighter Hawk already has the grill lit, slowly smoking your favorite meats in his custom spice rub at the Firewater Smokehouse Grill. The result is juicy, mouth-watering, tender beef and chicken, including prime rib every Friday. Amanda specializes in homemade sides like coleslaw, real mashed potatoes and gravy, and more. The Firewater Smokehouse Grill, inside the Trails End Motel, 2125 North Main, open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 until 9 p.m. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hot Buys over on SheridanMedia.com. We have a ton of items for you ready for bids, all starting at 50% off of retail value. We have items from Rocky Mountain Sign Design and Print, The Fiber House, Chaps, Sheridan Horse Palace, Peak Power Sports, and a bunch more, all starting at half off of retail value. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, click on the Hot Buys banner, find the items you're looking for, and bid away. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. John Hannity, weekdays at 1, on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM.